0: It's 12 days before Christmas, and Kate's a little wrapped up in her work. Holly Grove Inn. Nice, huh? Charming. Who gets it? No heirs. So to the trust, it goes, and they want it sold quickly. Bye. End of the year. That's in three weeks. But if she's going to get her dream promotion before the holidays... Kate, with Patton and Turner. I'm here for the property appraisal. Yes. Mr. Murray arrived early. Left early, too. What happened? It's probably the ghost. The ghost. She's about to get a serious wake-up call.
1: This is my end. I have no wish to harm you. I merely want my solitude, which requires your departure.
0: Now, Kate's about to find out... Impossible. ...that not everything is as it appears. At the moment, Daniel is not a ghost. Mm -hmm. However, when the clock strikes midnight on December 24th, he will be yet again. How does that even work? A curse. A curse? You just said a curse out loud and actually meant it. And if she's going to sell the inn and set him free... We have a chance to figure out how you died and see if that's what trapped you here. Then what? Don't you want to move on? More than you know. First, they'll have to solve the town's oldest mystery. I was struck from behind. I never remember that before. And in the process, discover the power of love. I'll make sure you always have a tray for Christmas. Mar Vista Entertainment presents Jen Lilly and Thomas Baudouin in a timeless romantic holiday story. It's almost midnight. Well, then I'll wait for you. Same time next year. And the year after. And the year after that. The Spirit of Christmas. Happy Spirit of Christmas Day, Christine.
1: Hmm. Does that mean I get to. to die and then come back to life
0: next year and then, well it means you get to die and then you're going to live for the next 11 days and then you're going to go away for a year and come back for 12 days and so on forever Look, just and ever Can you just write that down for me i'm not going to remember it I, I don't think you have to i think like you'll wake up and like you'll probably remember what happened no you won't remember what happened you're going to spend 95 years not remembering anything guys we have a new stocking stuffer here it is 2015's the spirit of christmas and i am joined once again i got her back she came back for more she had a taste of it and she couldn't let it go and she said i want another taste of these cozy cardigan christmas movies so christine came back the spirit of christmas
1: mm-hmm. and currently filled with regret <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: this um this is a movie. I and almost now, shut it off. I this one was all. This was, in many ways, I don't think this was the worst one I've watched this year. Which, what does that say? But this was kind of the the hardest one to get through. Can Can I ask if it was the most boring? I would say it was the most boring. Yeah, for um, a
1: mo- for a movie that <laughs> touts a ghost, a hot ghost, no less. Mm-hmm this is remarkably boring
0: this is it. this is a slug a slug a sludge a, it's, it's, it is a slug it's all of those things and more but none of them because it's not interesting enough to be any of them no boy um to give everybody a background so i again you heard a little bit of it last time when i was saying to christine oh there's more on netflix oh there's one about a woman that falls in love with a ghost that sounds great sold, right yep yeah, so Christine's like, yeah, let's do that one And then we got confused, because I'm like, oh, it's called The Christmas Spirit And then I looked it up on IMDb, and I'm like, oh, Nicolette Sheridan's in this Oh, this actually, wow, look at that cast And then we realized, oh no, there's The Spirit of Christmas And then there's The Christmas Spirit, and they're two different movies um, So be careful, folks, make sure you watch the right one Uh, Our theory was that Christine could have watched the Christmas spirit and I could have watched the spirit of Christmas and I want to, and we almost could have gone to see how long it would have taken us to realize we watched two different movies. Mm -hmm. Um, But instead we watched, unfortunately the same one. It is on Netflix instant. (laughs) That is unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. 2015 (laughs) directed by David Mm -hmm. Jackson, who has a lot of TV credits on his resume. Nothing I recognized. And written by Tracy Andreen, who I do recognize because I just watched um, another one of the movies that she did this year called Switched for Christmas. This was Hallmark's like big budget Candace Cameron Bure film. So um, she and she has, oh, my God, one, two, three, four, five credits of her screenplays have been made into movies in 2017. Whoa, good for her. Good for her indeed. Or him? I'm not sure if it's him or her. Tracy could go either way. Anyway, oh, I... well that done, person. Person who wrote Spirit of Christmas. Now please stop writing Christmas movies that we watch. Oh, Christine. Okay. Yes. I, I would like you to tell the people at home the story of the Spirit of Christmas.
1: Oh, uh, so. It's one of your favorite tropes in these movies, because it's it starts with a lady who's just, like, all about business. All about business. Right? Yes. All about business. I have no time for love. Uh, look, you can count on me. I never have plans for the holiday. Yep. And, like, okay, like, I'm into it. I I'm I'm all about business. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? I can't even say that. Just, without laughing. Um so she is she's a lawyer like a, and she's up for promotion too. Don't forget that. It's crazy how and she's like, always happen
0: around Christmas time. Like I feel like most companies right are really Christmas. busy doing a lot of like end of year stuff. I don't think it's the right nope. time to do a promotion, but whatever. Well Right, while everyone's
1: on vacation and we're out of the office, and you know things are up in the air and pending, do it then. Well, while we're like at loose ends, that's the best time to give somebody a promotion. So she is up for this promotion, but like she has to go um, somewhere to uh, to an inn that like they this law firm is like the trustee of, and they have to get this inn appraised so that they can sell it off. And, and, and they want like, to sell it she... off
0: before the new year in order to avoid the taxes, year. of course.
1: So that will, like, leave her, like, three days to sell it or some some such shit. <clears throat> and, but she can do it because she is all business. All business. No all time for business. love. Doesn't know how to love. Can't love. Cannot and love. And love it. Too much business. So she <laughs> gets to this inn, and there's a dude, and he's all ominous, and he's like, look, you can't stay here, even though it isn't. In in a hotel or whatever, you can't stay here. And she's like, "Whatever, I'm gonna anyways." And then she does, which was weird. And then like, there's this like hot guy hipster ghost. Yeah, and, like hot, hot I, guy hipster Canadian ghost. Yeah, so Canadian, very Canadian. Um, so like, if you if you've watched Thirty Rock, and I think you've watched Thirty Rock, I have, but like. But like the royal you, if anyone's watched 30 Rock, there's that joke when Danny Cheyenne Jackson, Cheyenne Jackson um, yeah. joins the cast and Danny can't, he has a hard time kicking his Canadian accent. And he just keeps <laughs> like saying a boot and it's really adorable. This is exactly what this man does.
0: Yes. Only his character the isn't Canadian. Time. His character is from the past. No, no. And I feel I like, almost feel like they cast it, him because they're like, he talks a little weird being Canadian. So maybe people will think that that means he's from the past. Um, so he, I have, so, okay, I have so many problems, but so they,
1: they. I guess they, so he was murdered and he's a ghost and there's all these ghost rules that Emily was alluding to that I still don't understand. Yeah, so he every, come back. every
0: year at Christmas, so it starts, Christine, it's today, it starts on December 12th, every year, December 12th, he comes this back is really good timing. in like corporal form, right? So he can touch things and eat things and stuff but he can't leave the property and then after 12 days he disappears for a year and then comes back every year for 95 years and for some reason like he's okay. never thought to really try to figure that out uh, but because mm-hmm. the inn is going to be sold what does that mean for him yeah
1: he could be like um, just standing in an empty lot or something yeah or like a Walmart or something <laughs> yeah Um. so like this like uh, this no nonsense lady is like ghost, and then she initi- she eventually believes that he's a ghost. Like we get there pretty quick. Yep. And um, because he like disappears in a really bad effect. But
0: like <laughs> it's the only the, It's like hey, we have for. to figure out. They clearly made him corporal. Oh, um, I'm saying that right, right? Corporal. I thought it was cor- corporeal. Corporal, Thank you. They made him that way just because it was obviously so much cheaper than if they didn't.
1: Oh. Like, if he was not going to be, like, a see-through dude the whole time. Right. So he's just, like, a guy clomping around. Like, there's nothing spooky or, like, weird or spectery about him. He's just, like, some guy. He's just Wearing non-period clothing. Yes. Everybody's clothes were so fucked up in this. Nobody... it, It made no sense. This... I did the math. This... Should have taken. He died in the in the twenties, I believe. If he was coming back ninety five years, and also he talked about prohibition, like it would have been in the twenties. None of that costuming was right. No, I was so. mad about it the whole time
0: it's kind you know what it felt like it felt like um if you've ever gone to an amusement park where they have those take an old timey photo (gasps) yeah they have like boxes of clothing and you just kind of like it's just clearly a mix of stuff that was donated from some theater production at some point so his wife in the flashback Mm -hmm. is wearing this like crushed velvet a christmas carol like gown but you're right he's wearing like a suit pretty much it makes no sense
1: yeah, a, a suit with, like, a Mandarin collar, yep, and, yep. like, I don't know, and his hair is not right. It's almost hitler his hair. Uh, none of it, yeah, it's very Hitler Youth. Like, dude, dude, dude can get it, but, like, his costuming <laughs> is not right, and yeah. then whenever they do flashbacks and they introduce anybody else, they at not at one point, his cousin was straight up wearing like a a J Crew sweater. Oh, totally! Like, I've seen men on the street. Yeah, wearing I think it sweater. had a zipper. They just put, <laughs> yes. they just put a sweater on this guy and was like, "It's the 1920s." Nobody will think to question what? that. They yeah. had no business doing, doing like flashbacks
0: in this. No, and I think that's a very fair statement, which is know your limits as a film studio. Like, know what you can do and what you can't do. Go by like the Roger Corman school of, we can't afford it, so we're gonna write around it. In mm-hmm. this case, they took a screenplay and said, "Okay, yeah, set old timey, yeah, we can do that, right?" Uh, guys, you, I, do we have cost? We don't have a budget. We don't have. We have a really even the set is really ugly. That inn is horrendous looking. It's it's falling apart.
1: They they filmed in Rent the Mass, which is right kind of near where i used to live not too far from worcester which oh. is where they filmed some of the last oh ones. you know
0: this is the same production company
1: oh is it they also had polar seltzer seltzer on um set yeah
0: well, well, the movie, this movie is set. they i mean they said that the city is boston so i don't think they say where the inn is but i feel like it's supposed to be all in massachusetts
1: he walked into canada
0: <laughs> he in did Ma- walk into canada
1: I don't know if they were in Massachusetts, but whatever, that's fine. Maybe they were in like let's let's dream a little dream
0: and say that well, they were the in the old timiness, You can walk from Boston to Montreal pretty quickly. Like it doesn't take that and, long in the old days. Oh
1: boy, that's that's a that's a <laughs> big dream. And but like they had polar seltzer out on the yep. bar, and I liked
0: that. Nice, nice that made me feel at home. <laughs> Marvista Entertainment. I've, this is the third film at least by them that I've watched this year. Um they are clearly the cheap studio, but the best thing they do they, that like okay, they have they have two signature moves. One is that their opening credits are always in Times New Roman font. Ooh, my favorite. And it's always like in a white font, which is very bad when you're setting your movie against snow because you can't read Ooh, all the credits. Yeah. And the other thing at a certain point in this movie, Christine, did you happen to see, like, a prop that totally was also used in The Christmas Kiss? Oh, crap, no. Oh, you did. Uh, in the old time... Oh, was it back, The Christmas Carol book? Yes! <laughs> His wife... I, was made a... I made almost made a joke about it, but I thought I was... Oh, no. reaching. I think it was the same book his wife is reading is like I love a Christmas Carol and she opens the book and I'm like I think that's the same exact prop from the other movie that we just <laughs> watched uh, I think you're right yeah oh no I'm, I'm saying I'm right at this point I've accepted and yeah. will fight and kill for if somebody says I'm wrong oh, yeah. um, oh, so I so keep going with the plot right. we haven't really told people much about this movie yet. But yet in some ways we
1: have we <laughs> them everything yes, that so th- she needs. They need to like figure out what his deal is. And then they end up falling in love and they
0: solve the mystery that his cousin. <laughs> oh God. Him? This, and it's the dumbest, like, first of all, she doesn't really need to do any of this. Like she just needs no. to sell the place. So at a certain point she kind of decides like, Oh, I like a mystery, which makes no sense with her character whatsoever with everything we've seen of her. But so they solve the case at the very end of the film, which, because the movie kind of presents it as if it's a mystery we were all supposed to be solving, but yeah. clearly there's only uh. two people that it could have been, or one person it could have been, so the whole yeah. time we're like, well, it has to be the cousin, right? And then he's like, no, it wasn't the, It wasn't my cousin. My cousin was in Montreal. Okay, so it's not the cousin. And then the last minute it's like, oh yeah, it was totally the cousin. <laughs> yes.
1: Who, it was a hundred percent the cousin. Yeah, who hit
0: him with a rock and killed him, because otherwise mm-hmm. the cousin's family was threatened by a Canadian gangster. Right? I think that's kind of what we figured mm-hmm. out. It's it's something like that. But
1: so like, okay, and also his brother uh-huh. was, was a ghost. Wait, right? I don't think his brother was a ghost. I think the wife was a ghost. But the brother was the other ghost. He was the
0: malevolent ghost. No,
1: no, no. The cousin was was there scaring people away. No, that was a cousin. Wait, I thought the brother was.
0: No, no, no. Okay. So his, um, after Daniel dies, his brother marries Lily. So you think the brother's a bad guy. But it turns out, no, the brother married her because she was pregnant with Daniel's baby. So it was like he kind of did it so that she wouldn't be a woman of dishonor. Uh, but it was yeah, Harry. But I thought he was, he
1: was the haunting guy.
0: No, no, no. It's the cousin because the whole thing at the end. This makes like, and we're the way how confused we are. Like, I was even on IMDb reading reviews, and everybody was as confused because like it, none of the rules make sense. But no, you find out at the end, the cousin was the one haunting because the cousin can't cross over until Daniel forgives him. I think. Oh, that's right? very confusing. It was me. something like that. So Daniel's like, I forgive you. It's totally fine. I've been angry for 95 years, but it's all good now. So then Harry disappears, presumably going on to like hell or heaven, I don't know. And then Lily shows back up, which I guess she was there the whole time too. I don't know. And she's like, yeah, which is con- with which me is now. confusing. It's very confusing because you don't know if she was there the whole time or mm-hmm. not. And the fact that like it took this dude 95 years to figure out the only two people he knew which one of them killed him is really sad for him. This is a strange movie. It didn't need to be
1: as convoluted and confusing as it was. No. So he is finally like, knows what's happened. And then Lily's like, you can come with me or, or, or or shrug. Or shrug. (laughs)
0: That's a better way of saying it.
1: Like, or not. And then like, like, of course he, he didn't go with her. So now the spell's broken or the curse or whatever it is, and now he can come back to this no-nonsense lawyer lady and, like, have a life with her? Like, but he he died a hundred years ago. Like,
0: now he's just alive again? Is that what happened? I think that's kind of where we're left. Because I was really expecting a coda where they, like, we see them six months later, like, in the inn. She's now, like, a lawyer for the inn, and he's... Something else, but like, no. The movie just ends with her waking up and realizing, "Oh my God, you're here and you're alive." And he's like, "I am," and they kiss, and that's the movie. So, like, what? I mean, yep. Does he have a birth certificate? Can he get a driver's license? What is he? What... <sighs> is he? Is it I like it the same an angel where he's technically like a hundred years older than her? And is that weird? Is that not weird? I don't know. I think it's kind of weird. Um, I also think that maybe
1: he should have just crossed over to the other side, you know, with his wife. Um, Also, he should have spent some of that time he had left fucking finding out what happened to his
0: son. Like, he, he found out he had a kid. Yeah, but didn't he know? But wasn't it that the kid died, like, after a day? I thought he was alive. No, I think the kid Oh, died. that's not clear either. <laughs> that's not clear at all. Cuz I think she finds out early on in the film and when she says it to him he's like, "I don't want to hear it." She's like, "Oh, cuz it's the um the <coughs> other bartender is like gossiping about it." And she's like, "Oh yeah, Lily Forsythe. um mm-hmm. Had a had a baby early, which is supposed to imply, I guess, that it was really Daniel's baby, which we knew anyway. Um, but the baby died, only lived a few hours or something, and then she died after. So mm-hmm. she died right after childbirth. The baby died right after being born. Because I saw somebody on the IMDb reviews, which I read all of, uh, said something was positing a theory that at the end it's not Daniel we see, but his son, which would make no sense because his son would also be ninety-five years old. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah uh,
1: I, I was I was genuinely confused and had a hard time focusing because it's so. I cannot stress how boring this is. Yeah,
0: because and and also at the end, like Daniel kind of says goodbye to Kate. As she's sleeping in this, like, way where it almost turns it into this, like, oh, that's kind of romantic, where he basically says, like, I've, you know, I have to leave you, but I, you know, I'm giving you the ability to love. Like, because you loved me, it means you, like, finally learned how to love and carry this on and, you know, find the right person after me, after I'm gone. But then he comes back. So it's like, oh, no, that that didn't matter. It's just this 130-year-old kind of misogynist, uh, old-timey bootlegger from Canada who's not from Canada, but is totally from Canada. Um, there is a line that a character, who is easily the best character in the movie, um, talking about Kate's boss, of course.
1: Oh, um, yeah, obviously.
0: About 45 minutes into the movie, because she was supposed to be, like, in and out of this place. She was supposed to go there, get it appraised, and then leave. And he's on the phone with her, and he's, like, kind of pissed off that she hasn't done her job yet. And he says to her, mm-hmm. a line that ha- that I thought was very meta- And I really think was absolutely intentional. He says, it was funny at first, but now it's tedious. Oh, my God. I I completely said that. I said that to Zach. Yep. Yep.
1: yep. I said, oh, he's talking about this movie.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, There's also my other favorite line in the movie was when Daniel was talking about how, like, hard it is to, you know find any kind of business opportunities and he says between the economy and influenza i'm surprised anyone is venturing out <laughs> which i'm gonna use that the next time at work like oh sales are down i'm gonna have to say well between the economy and influenza i'm surprised we're selling any products i'm just gonna <laughs> see if it works people <laughs> will be, be like oh emily's really positive lately <laughs> yeah you know and a little bit canadian too yeah strange <laughs> boy um yeah, this uh, this is this is a rough one. And I really at one point thought I was going to get motion sick <laughs> during... Oh, did the dancing scene? Yes! Oh my God, so bad. there's a Christmas Eve dance. And like, it, they, they're not dancing to slow music. They're dancing to like somewhat jaunty music. So like they're dancing, dancing. They're not just like swaying back and forth. And so they're like stepping and stepping and stepping. And the camera doesn't know what to do. So it's kind of moving with them. And it really like... I, I don't. I've never really gotten motion sick watching a movie. I know some people do. I've, I get a little carsick, but I had to look away during that scene because I yeah. was getting nauseous. I thought I was going to puke. Yeah, me too. Yeah, this uh, this is a rough one. If it
1: wasn't so boring, it wouldn't have been as difficult. Yeah. to get
0: through. And I because don't... like the premise is stupid, but like right, but I can I can way. hang for that yeah, exactly. Whose fault do you think it is? Do you think it was direction? Do you think it was script? Where do you think the, the fault lies?
1: Both? Can it be both? Sure. I mean, somebody wrote those <laughs> long stretches of uninteresting dialogue. Yeah. But like, also somebody filmed it in, in a, an extremely boring way. Yes. And didn't did not did you notice all the color correction? I. What do you mean? I think it was color correction. Well, Zach posited that it was color correction. Um, it, at, so it happens right at the beginning. She first gets to the end and she's wearing like, like almost like a brown scarf that is a similar shade to her hair. And she's wearing a purple coat. And then all of a sudden the coat is black and the scarf is green. Oh, but like the same and, scarf
0: and coat. It's the same <gasps> scarf and coat. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't and catch first, it.
1: I thought and it happens it happens again with him. He's outside and it looks like he has on like almost like a maroon or purple sweater and then when they're inside it's gray and I was like I think there's something up with the color on this movie. <laughs> that it was it was infuriating though.
0: I could see that being a thing, yeah. Just and who knows why? If it was just like they their cameras weren't working right that day or they I mean, that just seems like a lot of money to spend for a movie that has no money, clearly. I, somebody smarter than me can correct me and explain
1: to me what was going on. Mm-hmm. Because at first I thought it was like reshoots and they couldn't get the, the jacket. Right, like
0: right. Like they lost
1: They the were using that for a
0: Christmas kiss too.
1: <clears throat> exactly. So they had to just bring in a black jacket. And I thought like, oh, that that must be what it is. But then it happened. It happened again, and then it happened to him. And oh, I thought, like, oh, this is something with the actual filming.
0: Yeah, that's fascinating. I just un- my eye didn't go there, but I believe you completely. Put unsee it. No, I'm sure. All I could see. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's run through the uh, tenets of the genre. Our lead in need of a lesson. We have yes. Kate, played by um, Katie Solowski. So Kate needs to learn a lesson because she works too hard and doesn't know how to love. Now, do you think that first, Mm -hmm. the opening scene, the scene, aside from the old timey flashback, the next first scene is her getting broken up with over dinner and she's like really casual Mm -hmm. and cool about it. Do you think they just realized that they didn't fill up 90 minutes of screen time and like threw that scene in at the end? I didn't think that, but I could see that. It just felt a little bit tonally out of whack with the rest of the movie. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I didn't hate this actress. Yeah, she was whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think of, well, especially compared to Daniel, who I had problems with. I thought she like, eh, she, she brought energy. Like, I could have watched her in a Hallmark movie. I think she would have been fine in one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so that's Kate. Moving on. The setting. So we know Boston is kind of evil because every time she's sent to Boston, it's, like, a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, We don't know what kind of small town this inn is in. But it's a town where nobody has any reason to go there, I guess.
1: I don't know. It's, like, what was up with that
0: ladies' pub? What happened to it? Yeah, so there is these supporting characters, which is, um, what is the woman's name? Molly and... Not Charles. Uh, Molly and Rafferty, right? Um, no so idea. Rafferty I is like the caretaker of, of the Holly Grove Inn. And Molly owns a pub somewhere in the neighborhood, although it doesn't seem like there's anything in this neighborhood. And so her like water pipes break, so she which Oh, is that what it is? Her water pipes? Yeah, yeah, I think it's she keeps saying there's like water damage. So can she have uh, soirees at the inn? Which doesn't quite make sense. Is she charging people for that? or is she? Mm-hmm. It doesn't really make sense, but at least there's other characters in this movie other than Daniel, so I think that's a good thing. You really didn't like him? I huh? didn't. So our bland love interest, Daniel, played by Canadian actor Thomas Beaudouin. Uh, did you like him? I mean, if he... If his hair was different and he stopped talking and moving, he wasn't bad looking. (laughs) Oh, he was a good looking guy. I'm not saying he wasn't handsome. He was very tall. He had kind of that like black Irish, like black hair, but very, very like light blue eyes. Attractive man. I'm not saying he wasn't attractive. And we see him without a shirt at one point. And yes, he's an attractive man. But uh, I guess part of it was the movie opens with him being an asshole. Like he's a dick. But he's not fun about it. Like... There was a way to play that character where he was haughty and dismissive and chauvinistic because he was from the 20s and to have that be entertaining. But it just feels instead like he's just really stiff. And so I just, I yeah. did not care for him.
1: I really didn't.
0: And I didn't. I, me.
1: I mean, I thought, I thought everybody was pretty, yeah like, boring. He he was very, he was definitely boring,
0: and I didn't care what happened to him. Yep, yep. Yeah, like, it, and I mean, it, it's both him and the character. I mean, just imagine, Christine, if 95 years, you came back for 12 days, 95 years in a row. You're not going to, like, figure shit out. It, it, it's going to take you 95 years to do that?
1: No. Yeah, exactly. And also, like, so they taught him how to use the, um... <coughs> Him, excuse me. They taught him how to use the um, alarm system. Like, right. So he, he under – and at one point he does make a phone call on a cell phone. He calls it something silly, but he does use it. Yes. Why couldn't somebody show him the internet? Yeah, like, and just be like, a All couple right, few dude, years ago.
0: look up town hall records and, you know, he can figure this out pretty easily.
1: Yeah. Do some digging. I don't know. I don't know. And said he – he eats a whole turkey and gets irritated with everybody. I mean, in
0: fairness, if I was only alive for twelve days, I'm not even lying. I would definitely spend the entire time eating. Yeah, I'd probably eat a cheesecake. Yeah, I mean, for me, probably like nachos, but I, I could do a turkey. Yeah, I'm not change right. Change it up a bit, you know. Yeah, like that's yeah. what I would live for for my three hundred and sixty-five minus twelve fifty-three days mm-hmm. of. What, being in a ghost dimension? Like, the entire time, I would just be thinking, like, ooh, I wonder, you know, if Domino's is still delivering, uh, you know, in the year 2015.
1: (laughs) Well, that's what Zach was saying, too. While you're in that quote-unquote ghost dimension, what is it like? Why didn't anybody
0: ask him? Yeah. Well, because he was so snotty about any questions, right? Like, the whole, like, oh, we have to figure out the mystery of how you died, so what's the last thing you remember? I don't want to talk about it. Okay Um. Oh did you know Your wife married Your brother And had a baby So what do you think That means I don't want to talk about it Okay You're just fun Aren't you Like he comes back From the dead To play chess And eat turkey I yeah. did not care For this guy uh, Did we even get A montage Oh I did. I feel like there was one sort of sad, like sad music playing while she goes back to Boston, and he looks sad. But I don't know if that even qualifies because it wasn't very. I don't know.
1: There's nothing that's sticking out in my brain as a montage, so maybe
0: there wasn't a real good, authentic one. Yeah, it it didn't feel like it, and I don't get it because clearly they were trying to fill a lot of time. Uh, Dead parents and dead wife. Well, obviously we get a dead wife, Mm -hmm. so I mean that's good because she's like a double dead wife because she's a fucking ghost wife.
1: Everybody's
0: dead. Yeah. Everybody is pretty much dead. And I think Kate, like, has a conversation where she talks about, like, oh, I love Christmas trees because it was my mom's tradition. So I guess that Mm -hmm. means her mom is dead. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a good point. So at least we get that. Uh, Sassy sidekick? I – you could kind of argue the character of Molly, who I found to be the second most interesting person in this movie after the um, jerky boss.
1: I mean – The caretaker and that lady are kind of sassy sidekicks. Yeah, I guess I
0: put the caretaker more into sage old person. Mm, That's true. Just because he he does specifically, like, say, like, oh, yeah, I said this to you so that you would do this. Mm -hmm. Um, But he also needs a little bit of sage wisdom. So there's a little bit of, uh, you know, the master becoming the student thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I kind of like, I could have watched a movie about Molly, this, you know, middle-aged, uh, divorcee who owns a pub In um, a tiny Town in somewhere outside Of Boston I, I, mm-hmm. yeah, I could have taken that uh, Evil woman We'd, uh, Well I mean like we don't know if Lily Is evil But she's not. No, she doesn't seem evil. No, at a certain point, I kind of hope she was, because it would have made things more interesting. More interesting. I will say, this is the second movie um, this year that I've watched that kind of did a a twist on the evil woman. I'm going to have to add um, a, like, sub point, like a half point for not, if it's not an evil woman, but if it is a evil Jewish man. Oh, boy. It's the second movie where there's been a Jewish boss who has been very, like you know um, what's the word very strict on getting his employee who is always the you know female need of a lesson like to work really hard and not and ignore her personal life it okay. happened in Christmas in the Bayou and it happened in this one although again it also happened to be the best character in the movie because he was self-aware uh, slapstick I mean we had like ghosting right that I guess that counts for something I guess that's it's the thing this movie like, didn't even like find like the stupid things that at least you're like okay there was a moment of levity like tonally I don't know what it was going for but it just yeah. was not entertaining um their sage old person we got and no fucking santa claus in this movie nope nary a santa claus or mention of a santa claus um but bonuses public domain holiday songs did you hear any public domain holiday songs this many, holidays of Christmas? Um, that one, many times. The entire score was just um, somebody playing the <laughs> piano and playing public domain holiday songs. Uh, the end credits, you can, you know, where they show the music, it is all public domain holiday songs, all arranged and performed by the same name. Uh, it was probably also like the guy doing the catering, is my theory. Yeah. Uh, I didn't catch any product placement, although, as you mentioned, there was more polar seltzer. I did see that, but well, I mean done. it
1: wasn't like over the top. right right, right. it was just yes. there,
0: no children in the movie once again
1: there um he was, was there... talking to that little kid, the the sage old guy was talking to that little kid,
0: oh yeah, there were some kids It was, this, like her nephews or something right that's
1: really reaching, so yeah, not... yeah,
0: and they weren't they weren't annoying, so I mean, give it a pass there. Uh, No ice skating either, because I guess there was no ice on the property. So, (laughs) you know, it's a shame because Canadians, to my knowledge, are pretty good ice skaters, uh, if the Olympics have taught me anything. Uh, We did have tree decorating, though, so there's that. Yes. Uh, Did we have any Canadianisms? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I mean, the movie wasn't filmed in Canada, but um, as we know, it was in part set in Canada. Or mentioned in Canada. And perhaps most importantly, the lead actor was clearly from Canada.
1: Oh, that accent.
0: Uh, And character with a Christmas name, no, but we have the Holly Grove Inn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which makes sense for it to be a bed and breakfast that is closed during the Christmas season.
1: Uh, Of course. We got to close it up because this guy's there. He could just act like a
0: normal guy. Yeah, he could just be in one of the rooms. But instead he has to be like aggressive and weird. And meanwhile, we don't know, like, so the other 353 days, is Harry, the killer cousin, haunting it? Or is he just, does he also only appear when Daniel is there? That's a good question. I don't know. There's a lot of questions about this movie, but I don't know that any of them warrant a response because this was bad. I actually apologized yeah. to you yesterday, oh. right when I said I'm like, yeah. "Oh, are you going to record tomorrow?" By the way, I'm really sorry. It, you were you, when you so
1: I was I was finishing up making dinner when you messaged me that, and I was I I had like <laughs> I had plans like I okay I'm yeah. gonna finish this and then I'm gonna slip right into some the spirit of Christmas or whatever it's called. You <laughs> it. So when you message me <laughs> and say that it's bad. I get legitimately terrified. And as
0: well, clearly, you should have been.
1: Because <laughs> how
0: bad is it right. if you're saying it's bad? I mean, if you put this next to a Christmas kiss, a Christmas kiss becomes like a nine. Right? Yeah. At least a Christmas kiss was, it was pacey yep.
1: and f- like not it unfun. It
0: had spark to it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: This movie It was has
1: funny no and work. goofy. This was not funny or, no. I don't know.
0: It is. I mean, like, it's the old thing of, I don't know, if you try to do horror and you fuck it up, it's just a failure. If you try to do comedy and you fuck it up, it's kind of a failure. If you try to do drama and you fuck it up, it's just boring. And yeah. And somehow so much worse. And that's what this movie does. It's not trying to be funny. It's trying to be a, you know, dramatic, supernatural love story, but has no ability to to deliver that so uh i'm gonna make a note to look out for anything directed by this guy so i don't watch it mm-hmm. um yeah that's what i've learned from watching this movie is to, to and like the, i can't say to be more careful because there's no way i would have known this i mean again the yeah, how can you tell Right? Uh, Kate, a, workahol- a workaholic lawyer, has three weeks to get a haunted bed and breakfast appraised and sold. The uncooperative manager claims a spirit who lives there will not approve. With Kate's possible promotion resting on accomplishing this task, she checks in and haggles with the aforementioned Christmas spirit, who suspiciously seems awfully solid for a ghost. Ooh, is that, like, a sex thing? Ooh, ooh, ooh. What's funny is the next uh, IMDb synopsis, emotionally frigid attorney, like, ooh. See? You could also have made this into a porn, and it would not have been bad.
1: Yeah, I mean, the plot probably would have been better if you injected some kind of emotion into it. Oh, my God, it would have been so much better,
0: right? Because you could take away all the scenes of dialogue, or, like, 80% of the dialogue, replace them with, like different sex scenes cuz you have a lot of different couple combinations There's in here. There's so many characters, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, you get Molly and the and the manager dude, you get Kate and Ghost, you get Ghost and wife, you get dead wife and um and brother, right? You get like mm-hmm. and all of that just and like you could have had the whole like Kate having sex with Daniel when he's a ghost and then when he's not a ghost such a better movie to be had here it, if they went for a different genre. It's the, uh,
1: it, we even said when we were watching it, I made Zach watch it. Um, oh, you, oh gosh. And he's still and, married
0: to you? He got so mad. He's like, I think I, I feel sick now. I think that movie will be sick. Well, tell him um, I did not tell. Tell does, does he know that I warned you?
1: Yeah, no, I said, Emily said it was bad and he said, I don't know what that means with her. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is fair. That is fair.
1: Um. So it was funny, but we were talking about, like, as at one time, at one moment, there's, like, an ominous, like, black blob, and I was like, wouldn't it be cool if this was an actual horror
0: movie? <laughs> uh, if only. Although, yeah. I don't know that I would trust anybody in this movie to deliver that.
1: No. So you're right. I, it, it was not this genre. This genre, it wasn't romantic. No. It wasn't fun. It wasn't excessively holiday-y. It wasn't, nope. like, playful or light or joyful in any way. Like, it was not – it did not belong in this genre. No. No.
0: Yeah. It was It's a kind of,
1: like, maudlin and dour. Yep.
0: Like yep. And ugly. Like, visually, this yeah. is an ugly movie, which, I mean, we kind of said about um, A Christmas Kiss – uh the other Mar Vista movie I watched this year was um my Santa, and also similarly it's just not a good looking movie they're not you know hiring cinematographers who know how to make things look pretty. And so you don't even have that aspect to it.
1: A Christmas Kiss was beautiful compared to this. It
0: was. Yeah. The lighting in A Christmas Kiss should have won Oscars compared to this one. Yeah. Yeah. And the and guys, A Christmas Kiss wasn't good. You heard us talk about it. We did no. not have good things to say about the lighting. I would watch that right now yep. over watching this ever again. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, however, now it does make me curious to seek out... The Christmas spirit, which is completely unrelated to this movie, just to see how it compares. I'm sh- it has to be better. Well, I mean, what isn't? <sighs> yeah. Oh. So uh, stay away, folks. If if you trust us, which I don't know that you should. Okay, if you trust Christine, because at this point you know my opinion means nothing. <laughs> um, it,
1: so the I I don't I don't have the fascination you do with these kinds of movies, but this is not a good example no, of it.
0: No. If you're trying to um, Explain to somebody Like what these movies are And like what they go for Like this is a terrible example Because it's not that it doesn't hit most of the points It does But it just does it Without any of the Eagerness And like cheery enthusiasm And all those other things that make these movies Christmas movies Mm -hmm. It's It's a weird weird thing And I'm I don't, the more I'm talking about it, like, I'm weirdly getting fascinated with it and kind of want to learn more about the people behind it to figure out why this is what it is. But I need to stop myself because I shouldn't. I should not invest any more time in this movie.
1: It, it's not
0: even worth it that much not. time no, and effort. No, no. I wonder if there's a sequel. Stop it, Emily. Stop it. You have a problem. <laughs> My God. <sighs> okay. Okay. I think I've said what I needed to. How do you feel? Sad and regretful, but I think I said (laughs) all I need to as well. Again, on that note, Merry Christmas, everybody.
1: Happy Holidays!
0: Yes, there's more of gravy than of grave about you. More of gravy than of grave! What a terrible pun. Where do you get those jokes? Leave comedy to the bears, Ebenezer. Please, take him Robert, don't criticize me. You always criticize me.
1: We were always heckling you. It's good to be heckling again. It's good to be doing anything again. (laughs) Why do you come to me? We're Marley and Marley, avarice and greed. Took advantage of the poor, just ignored the
0: needy. We specialized in causing pain, spreading fear and doubt. And if you could not pay the rent, we simply threw you out. <laughs> there was the year we evicted the entire orphanage. Uh, I remember the little tikes all standing in the snowbank with their little frostbitten teddy bears. <laughs> 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 oh. We're Marley
1: and Marley, our hearts were painted black We should have known our evil deeds would put us both in shackles Captive bound, we're double iron, exhausted by the waste As freedom comes from giving love,
0: oh, so prison comes with hate We're Marley and Marley We're Marley and Marley Friends, you were not unfeeling towards your fellow men. True.
1: There was something about mankind we loved. I think it was their money. (laughs) Doom, Scrooge, you're doomed for all time. Your future is a horror story written by your crime. Your chains are forged by what you say and do.
0: Life is done! A nice waits for <laughs> you! are these terrible chains? Uh, the chains! We forged these chains in life by our acts of greed! You wear such a
1: chain yourself! Humbug! Speak comfort to me, friends!
0: Comfort! Friend. Ah! Uh, you will be haunted by three spirits! Haunted? I've already had enough of that. Without these visits, you cannot hope to avoid the past weekend. Expect the first ghost tonight when the bell tolls one. Can't I meet them all at once and get it over with? When the bell tolls one. We're barley and barley. We're barley and